Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. <laughs> Hello from Maryland. I just got my dog neutered. What a strange thing to write as we're trying to get ready for the show. I'm so sorry. Hello. Welcome to the Guitar Stories Podcast. Um, that was a comment we were reading uh, from. Who's it from? I didn't see who it was from. Is it still there? Oh, from, uh, from the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark. Yeah. Oh, Praise the Lord. Lord. Oh. What a, what a um, beginning to start the show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever started a show with a dog neutering comment before. <clears throat> Hello, nope. Dan. Nope. Ah, Hello, Andy. <laughs> Episode number 59. The last one for this year. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hello, Merry Christmas. And on all those uh, holiday wishes that you get wherever you are and whatever you do. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> this poor dog. What's what's the dog's name? I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know. I, let, I, us, let I, us know, Mark. Let us let know, us Gospel know. of Mark. I, uh, <clears throat> there were some worries that we weren't going to be live today because I had to update all my stuff. I blew some tubes in an amp. Uh, stuff stopped working. Things stopped working. Dan has had a heck of a day at work. Mm -hmm. Um I had a bit of a paint issue that was mentioned in the chat already where one of my children has got paint on the brand new sofa. I don't know what to do about it, Dan. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, when I saw that, my initial thought was that uh, it was blood. So lucky you, it's just paint. Yes, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they so, genuinely so what don't you do know. With the kids? I don't know. They don't know. They're not as if they're hiding something, but they do not know. So that makes me think it's my son. Sorry, mate. But um, he's the kind of guy that just does and doesn't think. <laughs> Whereas my daughter would feel guilty. You know, that, that's that's yeah. their their personalities. Anyway, we don't need to talk about my sofa worries. Uh, apparently, his name is something. Sorry, the dog's name is something. Uh, <laughs> no no nuts. It's Boba. <laughs> The dog's name is Boba, as in Boba Fett. No way. No way. That's the best name you could choose. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow, Boba. Yeah. Sorry about your balls. Yeah. <sighs> They're gone. But they you intend gone. to rule with respect and not with, uh, what was it called? With, with brutality? No. Brutal no, heavy hand? No. I don't know. No. We're only a few days away from, from the book of Boba Fett and uh, yeah, chapter so one. I got my nuts yeah. removed. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's not the storyline Disney have gone with. <sighs> so let's say hello oh, to some people go. in the chat. We have, of yeah. course, Mark, the Gospel of Mark. He's our, our number one guest at the moment. Sarang, Valeria, April, Jason, Brett, Ra, which is short for Raphael, I learned, not the sun god, oh. even though his username is, is uh, the picture is a sun. Very clever. Uh, Melodify. Buzzle, Studio Humil, Brett, Michael, uh, anybody else? Craner, hello Craner. Ben Coombs, Fergie. hello Ben. Fergie in France. Uh, Boba, well, probably. Boba's probably April. watching. Buzzle. Yeah. Alexis Guitars. Perf is that, who's that? Perfecto de Castro is here. Hello, Perfecto. Watching over on Facebook. Octo I, Philippe. Wow, we've got loads of viewers tonight joining us right at the beginning because... Jeff's blues because there's it's almost Christmas and everyone's kind of confused. Do, do we work? Do we do work? Is there any more new gear? Is there anything to talk about? Do we 
do we just get drunk and and wait for the fat man or, uh, <laughs> or something? Oh, Boba is watching. Poor Boba, all the best. Boba's watching for you. Fat Panda Cat, nineteen seventy nine. There's a username. Um, <laughs> can we be serious for a moment, Dan? Is that okay for serious yeah, for just a moment? Uh, view, yeah. dear viewers, dear listeners. I want to thank my co-host and dear friend, Dan, because uh, in the past few weeks, few months, I've been rather ill and going through some stuff. And I genuinely want to say that without Dan, there wouldn't have been a show because I needed just an extra bit of a push to do the oh. show. And um, yeah, thank you, Dan, for being very patient. But also without Dan, we wouldn't have had a show because I was, I was not exactly motivated. So thank you, mate. And um, you're very welcome. I hope that I can very repay well. that favor very, very, very quickly. Or I hope I never need to repay that, but I'm you know, <laughs> there if you need it. All right. That's good. Perfect. We have some news, some news in the world of guitar. Um, so Actually, I guess we should. Oh, oh, yeah. If I, may, if I may interrupt, we have some breaking news because PRS has just announced a big SE release for January 11th of next year. Oh, we don't have Perfecto de Castro to do the to do the. Do -do 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 I didn't. I didn't take that. Um... No. What do you think, Bob? Rubbish. Better than nothing, right? Much better than nothing. And we even got a three euro super chat just for Dan. Well, Thanks, Michiel. Going All the best to you. <sighs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> True story. True, True story. story. So, Dan, tell us more. In fact, no, let's play the news sting and then tell us more. Oh. Or not. <laughs> Or let's talk about this pedal, was, then talk about the PRS in a moment. There's a new pedal on the yeah. market, Dan, that I thought you might uh, have a little bit of insight in because it's um, it's a homage to an Ibanez pedal. Yeah. It's the I, ju I, I Julep. Sure. How do you pronounce that, do you reckon? Julep or Julep or Julep? P or maybe it's Island just Jewel P? Because there's a dot, know. or is it? Yeah, like jewel. I don't know. Julep. Let's call it Julep. Mile and effects. I can tell you it's a stereo pan phaser, which is mm -hmm. based on the careful flying pan from Ibanez mm. in the 1970s. Yeah, 76. That was actually a super expensive pedal when it came out. I think it retailed ah. for around three, 350 marks. Uh, that was super expensive back in the day. Uh, wow. But it was cool because um, it was a um, analog in stereo out um, phaser panner kind of thing that would go well not just with guitars but also with synths. So you would see them floating around, you know, not just among guitar players but also the, the keyboardists. Um, yeah, Loin always. I only I only tried it once, and I think there was a reissue. I'm not quite sure at what date. I think like 2008. So there was a, a super cool reissue of 777 pieces. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, they 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 were gone pretty quickly. So and and f it, most interestingly enough, I think those retailed for 395 euros, which in today's currency compared to to the price back in the day was quite pretty much the same, I would say. Um yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's made in Japan. Um, we're being told it's called the Julep. 
Julep. Jewel P. Sarang is not helping. Tomato. No? Okay. That doesn't help. Julep. Okay. <laughs> is it I like, like dual as in double? That makes that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, you, you sent me a video file. Um yeah. of, of sweet water with the original, right? Yeah, and it's it, it drives you crazy. It's a very trippy pedal. If you Okay, I so we can get if you're wearing headphones right now, listen to this. Whoa! Oh, I'm listening in stereo, and that is mind-blowing. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yep. that's enough of that. Yeah, that should do. Wow, that is that is pretty trippy. Um, yeah. Okay, well, oh. it's coming in at 200 and something Canadian dollars, which runs at about 191 euros. That's fairly inexpensive, yeah. Yeah, it's not a budget pedal by far, but it, it for a stereo pedal. From I've never heard of Myland FX. Dan, have you ever heard of this company before? Nope, nope. If someone should have known them, it was you. So I was completely surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Sarang's enjoying this on his headphones. Lovely. Ben wants yeah. one. Ben, you're in Canada, my friend. You should be able to pop down the road and get one. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, but well, we haven't tried. But we haven't tried this one. The the what is it? Jula Jula Lipa? No. <laughs> the the Jula Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm trying Lovely. to get myself calm before we have our guest tonight, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Andy Crowley of Andy Guitar. I'm trying to calm myself because I have a massive respect for Andy, and I don't want to go in there, you know, like as I've just had three cups of coffee. Oh. <sighs> Okay, right. right. So Mile End Effects, the Julep, we don't know anything about it apart from it kind of sounds like an Ivanez pedal that sounds a bit wobbly. I'm in. I'm in. I'm excited. Color me intrigued. Yeah. I shall. Okay, well, um, we were going to talk about the news. We'll flip it around and do the news in a minute then in that case. Uh, let's talk about this um, this PRS SE that you were you were talking about earlier. Yep, I have no additional information. Uh, it was interesting to see that the initial response was, oh, God, the Silver Sky is being released. Do you think that's realistic? Well, we've talked about it before, and I think that would be absolutely a, a great business move and wonderful news for the guitar community. Yeah. However, I have a sneaky suspicion that it <laughs> isn't. <laughs> I want it to be. I feel that if I was a gambling man and you okay. said, yeah, you know, do whatever gambling people do, put money down or, or chips or whatever on that being the PRS SE Silver Sky, I would say, no, I will not take that bet. Okay. However, however, we have some Sarang news. Sarang news. John Mayer oh, has whoa. shared the post, it seems. I might have to eat my words. Um, <laughs> within, within seconds oh, yeah. of making a statement, I retract that statement and say, yes, I feel it may be the Silver Sky <laughs> SE. <laughs> yeah, I think given that he shared it, it's pretty safe to say that this is uh, very likely coming. Yeah. Actually, I would say it would be super funny. It would just like, like who said that? Like BX Games, it would, it would just be another SE Santana model. Yeah. Like the SE Santana Marijuana or something like that. SE yeah. Weed. SE Weed. 
<laughs> well, I think the world is about ready for the Silver Sky SE. I think I think we're ready. I think the Silver Sky is... Do you know what? That's weird. I was... We were going to talk about gear wishes this week, right? Mm -hmm. so, so wishes. I had a weird gas for a Silver Sky. That is the guitar I looked at today. I watched a few videos and thought... I really quite like one, but almost three grand is, is too much, too rich for my blood at the moment. Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Fergie just Fergie just, uh, just suggested to call it the Bronze Sky. Oh, that's good. So that's the Bronze good. Sky, Silver Sky, and then you've got a custom option. It's called the Gold Sky or the Golden Sky. Yeah. Yeah. We have to work your way up from the paper, then the wood, then the diamond yeah. i don't know I, I don't know how it goes but diamond, there should be other diamond ones sky, yeah. diamond yeah, sky yeah. diamond sky works i bet there's already a guitar called a diamond sky well you get you got checkers diamond series so that name is probably taken in the mi realm um yeah. alexis guitars asks a valid question what specs would be different for the se version of the silver sky uh dan what's your opinion uh, probably different pickups because i mean wood wise uh they're using two or three piece bodies anyways already uh i think the neck radius was a little bit different from what we saw there was that blacksmith uh, strings oh, kind of yeah, yeah. teaser so it was more mass appealing and less you know less special or less niche but it's actually what a lot of people like and apart from that i don't really know i mean we got to see about the craftsmanship i'm pretty sure that uh, se will will not you know willingly release a model that is uh, that is not on par with their quality standards and and currently indonesia face, facing a lot of issues with uh, you know staff shortages and uh, you know with the whole production and and, and, and supply chain it, it's quite an undertaking to get that running smoothly but I'm, I'm pretty intrigued to see what's what's going on yeah well they're absolutely going to fly they're not even going to go on the shelves they're going to go off the back of the lorry straight to the postman mm -hmm. and, and out yeah. um yeah. I, what price do we think they're going to come in at what's what's an se at the moment about 600 to 800 yeah i, I would i would think maybe around 12 ish 12.99 really that what high that i mean it's a se silver. i mean half of the price of the silver sky would be a little bit too less i guess but one third is also maybe a little bit too small in terms of price i mean you need some differentiation but i don't know what's a regular se pure se so we've Custom. got jason is saying a grand we've got sarang saying nine 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 eight nine yeah. nine to twelve hundred from poo ninja hello poo um i i'm thinking about the one thousand what eleven ninety nine I'm going for 11.99 euros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paul's uh, guitar was great. Guessing, yeah, about 1400 BX Games. Okay, well, in true guitar, guitar stories podcast style, we have very little information, but a lot of uh, summation. <laughs> and and I've already retracted my comment about it not being the Silver Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. If only I'd waited like six seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's move on to something that isn't PRS and something we do know something about. It's a Harley Benton amp. Um, the Harley Benton amp, it's a modeling amp from Harley Benton coming in at two ridiculous prices of 89 euros and the slightly larger model are 109 euros. So we're looking at a 20 watt version and a 40 watt version with obviously some limitations. They've got five amp models and some built in effects. They look fairly 
I don't want to say basic. They look fairly feature packed, but in the design looks quite basic, but also very, very modern in an 80s kind of way. I don't know. I'm, I think for the price, I think these things are going to sell. However, we don't know much about them. We haven't heard them. Uh, they are available right now. Uh, there's the 20 knot version has got an eight inch speaker. The 40 watt version has a 10 inch speaker. They've got di <laughs> clean, dynamic, crunch, and lead. That's four. Clean, dynamic, crunch, and lead. Oh, there's two clean. Uh, two rock overdrive tones of OD1 and OD2. Reverb, delay, chorus, phaser, and modulations. It's also got Bluetooth, headphone out, and an aux in. So wow. basically, pretty much everything you need from an amp at around that size. Beginner, practice amp. The only question is, does it sound any good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ho I hope so because spec wise on the paper it looks pretty amazing and a lot of bang for the buck. But I mean you can't f with physics, so uh, yeah. Really comes down. I think it, it comes down a lot to the speaker. I agree. A lot. I agree. I looked at the speaker actually because I was on the Tomon website, um, and <laughs> I mean I I do review Harley Benton stuff. Well, I haven't recently, but we are working together again soon. But I was just tempted just to buy that out of pure curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. And the first thing I want to do is crack that back open and have a look at the speaker inside. What's interesting, Dan, to sort of mm -hmm. answer your, your your query about the, the speaker is that the amp has a four ohm speaker output on the back. All right. So if so the speaker in there is rubbish, or rather not to your taste, I should say, um, you can output it to a to, to, to another speaker quite simply by plugging it in with right. a speaker cable. So that leads me to think that firstly your your worries are, are are right, and also if they don't have so much um, confidence in their speaker, you can just put another speaker box on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's helpful all the time. I mean, what, how do you do you find them appealing look wise? Uh, to me, they look a little bit retro, maybe a little bit too retro. Yeah, um, I do find them appealing. I, I, I do. You want the knobs? I do. I also there's no sign of a foot switch, so I'm not saying. I'm um, just looking on the Tomo website whilst we're chatting. I'm not seeing any input for a foot switch. It has a USB socket, which is a a micro USB, that old thing that Blackstar was using. So. That doesn't look great, but honestly, for 108 and for 89 euros, that's insanely priced. Hmm. What's what's the name again for for everyone who wants to look? HB 20 MFX or the HB 40 MFX Harley Benton. Yeah. HB 40 MFX, and it it is available already. Sofort lieferbar to speak. Oh, wow. Awesome. Your French is, is spot on. Spot on. Thanks, man. Thanks. I've been practicing yeah. practicing since last week. It's very useful yeah, yeah, here yeah, in Austria. Your, your French is, is fluent. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, I'm getting I'm getting Line Six Spider vibes from this. If I'm honest. Yeah, a little and bit. That's not necessarily I mean, a bad thing, but the more modern Spider vibes, the grey and the black. I'm getting yeah. Spider vibes. God, I want to talk about the Spider-Man movie, but we can't. Um, 
I'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna get them in. I'm going to certainly review them. I think for that money, I might even do some kind of fiddling around inside to see what I can make it into. You know, because that's the price. That's that's not even the price of a of a of a pedal. You know, some of these pedals that I talk about, mm -hmm. 109 euros yeah. for an amp. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you, you would have at least paid double the amount like 10, 15 years back in the day. But um, what I really like, like looking closely at the amp is I'm, I'm really like getting some solid PB Bandit vibes from it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the knobs, they look sturdy. I think it's a very clean panel. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. necessarily like flashy or, or any kind of posh, but it's very like practical. Let's put it that way. So um, yeah, that looks as if you could easily kind of jump between the different settings and do something that I like because as a beginner you don't want to fiddle around with sub menus and stuff like that you just want to have a knob and then you know go for it yeah. it's plug and play and maybe add a little bit of effect uh yeah apart from that I hope that if once you review it that uh, you do the a b comparison um with the uh integrated uh, cap and also with an external cap and some a being that would be lovely I absolutely will it's four ohms though which is odd I mean not that odd but um it's not ideal is what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. i don't have a forearm cab i'll just have to mismatch it but um mm -hmm. that I, I think because it's solid state therefore you got to be a bit more careful being a forearm speaker cab that's gonna that's gonna cause so many people to write questions if i make a video <laughs> can i plug this into my 16 ohm uh orange or whatever uh, Hot Pole Studios. Hello, Adam, my dear friend. Is it just minimum four ohms because it's solid state? Adam, I know no more than you. What I will do is I will plug it in when I get it and we'll see if it explodes or not. Kaboom. <laughs> oh, lovely. I just think All four right. ohms leads me to feel like, like bass amps, you know? So maybe the, the power, imp in the, power amp in there is... Oh, Dan's, Dan's left us. <laughs> Dan, come back. Uh, Dan has decided that, that, that talking about bass amps is just far too far too disgusting for someone of his level. Sorry, I mentioned bass amps and you left. No, <laughs> you threw me out. I don't know what happened. I did, didn't do anything uh, of the sort. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I, I, I confess. You said bass and I was like, oh, come on. I get yeah, the hell out of here. Yeah. I got to do stuff to do and not talk about bass. <laughs> Let's move on then yeah. from, from that amp to something else, which is a budget pedal. This one, the Cav X2 for more. We talked Great. about the preamp X2 last week, Dan. This is the Cav X2. Um, good news, I have it on the way. It's on the way with the preamp. It's, you know, Father Christmas has put it on the sleigh and he's ready to drop it down my chimney or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> So this is more putting more. Oh God, uh, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've been taking lessons from you. Uh, it's uh, it's oh, this yeah. the Cab X2. It's got many different cab Ooh. simulations in a pedal. So if you're using Great, a preamp, yeah. such as the preamp X2, for example, then you can go into this afterwards to select your cab. And here is a list of um, of cabs. So there are 11 <laughs> cabs available, 65 Deluxe, 112, A15, Twin Verb, AC30, a 59 Baseman, a 60s, a Rectifier, German, that's probably a Bogner, would I be right? And some bass mm -hmm. stuff. 
SVTs. Don't leave, Dan. Don't leave. It's just a base cab, not a base amp. <laughs> Are you still there? I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Got another super chat from Mikhail. He demands a refund. <laughs> <laughs> the um, irony to, to spend three bucks for to claim a refund. I love it. Okay, well, no refunds, I'm afraid. Super super chats are final. Um, yeah. Thanks, Pooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm interested. I don't know much about it in the sense that I will have one very soon, so I don't want to do too much guesswork. But mm -hmm. um, it seems exciting. The latency knob is interesting. Is that what's that? Is that the difference between? It's going to no. put a, a slight delay on it, and I'm trying to figure out why and i feel really stupid for not knowing but it, do i get points for being honest sure thanks is it if you have two sources maybe like if you're sending it to some i i have no idea why does anybody know anybody in the chat people listening to this uh audio can can scream at their their iphones oh buzzle the pedal can magically remove latency with that latency. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what you know, it is. It might, it, might, it, might, it might sound stupid, but could it be something like a, the, the microphone precision? So it's like the latency, the more you turn up the latency, the far away the, the actual microphone would be? Or am I stupid? No. Um, never ask that question. Never. We all know the answer <laughs> to that, Dan. Yeah, I mean, we're getting that in the chat as well. Since it's a short delay, it's more like doubling or mimicking cab distances. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Delay between two cabs out from Fat Panda Cat 1979. Paul Crane to match with another source. Charlie Cooper just says, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I think is the only answer that we can agree with right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also with the um, background. I like the tequila sunrise gradation background. Yeah, it reminds me of, of Jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> um could be a double track thing it absolutely could be i promise you this dan you will have an answer shortly after i have an answer when i've plugged it in and tried it out all right um, that sounds good what's the price point of that did you say that already uh, i did uh then i forgot because we've been talking about stuff and how I, our guest of the evening has just joined us so um let me just check on the prices of that while i try and also bring in our guest uh it's going to be around 149 euros that's one jeff no hang on no no, that's, no jeff is that's that's almost a third of a jeff oh uh, it was 500 right a jeff. 500 okay. is a jeff yes all right okay. so our wonderful guest has joined us in the green room please help yourself to snacks and nibbles um we'll be with you in just a second uh, the guest tonight is Andy Guitar, Andy Crowley, and we've got, we've got to do the news, Dan, because there is something that I want to talk about before Andy gets here, and that is right. two old men have done something. So, yeah. First old All man, right. oldish man, who looks rather young in this photo, is Bruce Springsteen, the second being Eric Clapton. Um mm -hmm. And we're obviously being asked, we're going to keep it non-political. But um, Bruce Springsteen has sold his entire catalog for $500 million, which is, hang on, 
That's a million Jeffs. Wow. <laughs> buy a million Jeffs for the price of one Bruce Springsteen back catalog. Um, I can't believe Which how is long a lot of music to, to work that out. There's a lot of music. It's a lot um, of music, yeah. However, Eric Clapton, on the other hand, do, do you want to say what Eric Clapton did? I don't, I don't know if I can recall the full story. I think he sued a German woman who was selling a bootleg CD of her husband who had just passed away. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, she, she and... listed a, uh, a CD for about 10 euros on eBay. And I don't think, to be fair, people are saying Eric did it. I don't think he did it. No. I think someone in Camp Clapton decided that that was illegal. So they sued her for... Uh, faces grand? a fine of, yeah, Five. she faces a fine. No, hang on, no. She has to pay the legal fees because she lost of about three and a half thousand euros, and if she continues to offer the CD for sale, she faces a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand euros or six months in prison. You know what I would do in her case? I would just take that CD, ask someone from a construction site, and have that big like planting kind of thing waltz over it like the big waltz kind of thing and yeah. film that and put it online and uh you know show the middle finger to the lawyers i wonder i really wonder if it's the same company that's uh, uh that's also working uh with the big g uh, <laughs> i thought andy was putting his hand up but i think he's taking a selfie <laughs> so we can see andy and you can't i thought andy he had his finger in the air poking i thought oh do you, do you have an opinion on the clapton thing i think he's just taking a selfie <laughs> he is he's nodding at me <laughs> oh we should do some kind of patreon thing where you can see our guests before everybody else can because that would have been brilliant um also you know money business ideas wow business ideas the green room you get uh, early access to the green room i mean it's like going backstage it is it right. is but without yeah. all the disgusting meeting people malaki just being there virtually yeah but also without the food oh yeah no nibbles. and andy's had all those nibbles they were there laid out mm -hmm. all the crudités and um they're gone he scoffed a lot of them <laughs> it is christmas we're allowed to scoff things um so uh i we have no real opinions on the eric clapton and bruce springsteen stuff apart from they're in my opinion both ridiculous but also cool no Oh, 50% cool. 50% cool. I agree with that. Yeah. One of them's cool. I'll leave it up to yeah. you to decide which one. There you go. Buy, borrow. No, sorry. Wrong segment. Um, we do need to buy, <laughs> borrow, or burn. So we, we've skipped around a little bit tonight because I was too excited to speak to Andy to actually get the gear and the news in, in the right way. But we should buy, borrow, or burn. Buy, borrow, or burn. Oh, I'm gone. Why am I not gone? <laughs> oh, there I am. Who's that then over there? Who are you, bl uh, blank person? I have no idea why it's showing us like that. I'll just put you in like that. <laughs> that'll be the update then. So um, <clears throat> that'll be Clapton trying to join the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, his his, his lawyers. We have three pieces of gear. Oh, no, four, technically. We've got the PRSSE, potentially the Silver Sky. All right. We've got the Harley Benton uh, 20 MFX and the 40 MFX. Counting mm -hmm. that as one. We've got the Julep, the Julep Phasery Flangery Ibanez clone. How dare they pedal? 
and we've got what was the other one? I've forgotten already. The more? Oh, the cat. The more. The cab. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, more. Don't mention that when I review it. Uh, Dan, I'm going to guess for you, my friend. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna guess. Go ahead. I'm going to guess that you would buy the Silver Sky mm -hmm. SE. You would borrow the Hull. No, you would borrow the Ibanez style pedal to see how it compares. Mm -hmm. And you'd burn them more? I'm a bit confused. Do I get anything? Mm. Anything out of three? I think that's that's fairly close, but I'm I'm still undecided whether I would actually purchase the Silver Sky or just borrow it to fill around because you know I, I tried the original Silver Sky and I liked it, especially the tones, but not necessarily the the feel. So mm -hmm. maybe switch that around. Maybe I'll I'll try the cheaper flying pen because I don't own a flying pen, and I'll I'll borrow the Silver Sky from you, my friend, and uh, yeah, we can we can burn the pedals and the amps together. Yeah, burn burn a lot of it this big, week. Just... Big, and you know why? Because why? more is more. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, Mikhail, I'm going to personally give you back your six euros at some point. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Mikhail is not the kind of person that forgets. Damn. Mm -mm. Okay, mm -mm. before Dan guesses mine, uh, let's go to the chat to see what other people are, are going to do. Yep. Mikhail would I... buy the Julep, borrow the Harley Benton amp to see what it does, and burn the PRS SE. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, Buzzle would like to buy one bootleg Eric Clapton CD, please. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Fergie in France, buy the Silver Sky, borrow the Phaser, burn the Harley because it needs a foot switch. Kids need to gig. Fair. That's fair. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, however, maybe it needs a mod to add a foot switch to it. Just putting that out there. Um, Valeria would buy the Dua Lipa borrow the amp and burn the pedal because more is more of course of course. Uh, Bard Pendragon welcome to the show back, welcome back buy all the pedals borrow the Silver Sky burn the amps Buzzle would buy the Eric Clapton CD borrow Bruce's 500 million reinvest it pay it back and burn the Harley Benton there's a wow, whole lot of stuff going on there it's very yeah. complicated April, burn everything. Screw it. It's Christmas. <laughs> Cranar would buy the Ibanez pedal, borrow the Silver Sky, and burn the more since he has a Captor X coming. Ooh, get you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dan, what would I do, my friend? You, what would you do? What would Andy do? I think you would purchase... <sighs> That's tough. You would purchase the Silver Sky just out of curiosity. You would borrow the more because you got to review it and then you send it back. I don't know. You send it back? Tell us more. No, and no. you probably, you would burn the amps. You would burn, what would you do? You would burn that damn Clapton CD and put a video online. There you go. I'll accept that, even though it's definitely against the rules of buy, bowl, or burn. It's Christmas um, time. Come on. It is Christmas. We can do anything <laughs> we want. Unless you're listening in the future, whereas it's not Christmas. Um, no, strict rules. Strict rules, yeah. Okay. I would 
not buy the Silver Sky because I don't have what I believe to be 1,200 euros to throw around at the moment on a guitar. Mm -hmm. Unless it comes in at some ridiculous price like 800 euros or less, then I'd be sorely tempted. I would certainly borrow the Harley Benson amps because I'm super curious to know how they are. They could hope they could open up at that price a whole world of possibilities for new guitar players. Mm-hmm. And I would therefore have to burn the Eric Clapton CD. Yeah, screw it, it's Christmas. <laughs> you you made a point about the amp being modified. Is that something uh, you intend to do or you could? I don't want to don't want to give too much away, but I'll, I'll give right. it all away. I'll give it all away. I'm going to try and inst- you've got little push buttons on the amp to change the channels and stuff. Why not somehow take a signal from that to a five switch pedal, whatever many switches you need, and then use it as a pedal thing? Ooh, that would be great. A lot of I, cl- I can see a lot of clicks in the future. Yes. Don't kill yourself. You know, high voltage and stuff. Careful. Yeah, but it's only four amp, uh, four ohms. So you know, can't can't kill yourself for four ohms. <laughs> if you're listening to the audio version, I'm absolutely joking. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill yourself with an amp. You can. I've I've once accidentally, you know, did something I shouldn't have done. Oh, that's because the hair. Yeah, the hair used to be uh, blonde and straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> fa- one, one final one fat panda cat 1979 would buy the more borrow the julep and burn the sky and the amps i All think right. we'll leave it there yeah what i will say it was kind of hard to get gear this week because it's christmas um mm-hmm. so i think it's kind of crazy to release gear the week before christmas so um yeah i, I enjoyed the gear though i was quite surprised yeah it was a super kind of improvised but fun part. Good. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently gear is not all you need. You need a good guitar teacher and guitar skills and many, many videos to learn stuff from and advice. And who better to give us that advice than our guest this evening, Dan? Bring no, him in. No, no point. Yeah, I'll just bring him in. Here's our guest. It's Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hello. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Loud, Loud and, clear, and clear. As a bell. As Rock a and roll. How are <laughs> you both? I, I'm fine, Dan. Yeah. Fine. Exhausted, but fine. Yeah. Especially since you're here. So. Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. great it's to, to have see you both again. The last time we chatted, you might remember I was just moving house and I was yeah. just about yes. to move house. I'm now in that place now. Got the guitars on the wall and everything. I've, Sweet. Uh, I've been what, watching your videos, what? so I've seen the new the new studio and the new... Um, what color is that wall? What, what is, it, is it dark gray or is it some sort of charcoal? It's just dark gray. Uh, something, yeah, nothing sexy. It's just something from... Uh, B and Q, but grey is so much easier for colour grading. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, that's the reason. There you go. You heard it here first. If you're going to start a YouTube channel, paint your walls grey. I I somewhat agree. <laughs> um, two Andes, one Dan. 
that should have been the title of this episode. Um, but it isn't. It isn't. Well, I didn't mean that. You went no, there. I didn't good. go there. I didn't go there. Um, Andy, we were talking on Instagram about what we were going to talk about. And we came up with the, the idea of how to be proud of yourself and be proud of your playing and how to sort of be a guitar player that you'd want to listen to. And um, in this episode, I really want to talk to you and pick your brain on some tips on how to do that. Because if I may put myself in the hot seat at the moment, um, I'm very rarely happy with my playing. And I can go from having a great day of playing and thinking, not that I did well, but that I really, really enjoyed playing. And then another day thinking, I shouldn't even own a guitar. You know, why have I got this guitar collection? It's wasted on me. Um, do you deal with that much as, a, as an educator of guitar? Yeah, hugely, because um, I have to keep coming up with kind of motivational things and doing all of that in my in my lessons, right? Um, oh, <laughs> well, I am alone suddenly. Um, it would appear that it is something at my end that is, oh, no. Oh, no, I, I don't know if we're still live. I have Dr. Dan is there, Andy's there. Um, I've got to wait. I, I think I'm still live. Dan is coming back in, I believe. Dan, are you there? Hey. I have no zero idea what happened. Um, it's Christmas. Yeah. Andy is also rejoining us. Apologies, I, Andy. <laughs> you, uh, you upset the internet gods. That happens. Uh, um, yeah, sorry. Let me just make sure that... Uh... I'm just going to check that we're still live. Uh, people let me yeah, know please. in the comments. Are we still live? Oh, what, what a kerfuffle. Uh, eh? Oh, now I've got to watch the YouTube right. ads again whilst I reload the page. Was that can't have been? Did it break because of me? No, 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 no. Maybe, let Let's say yes, but it wasn't. <laughs> I'm just literally making sure my girlfriend's not like FaceTiming a mum at the same time as this. I did tell her. <laughs> yeah, we're suffering the same issue. Um, I believe that we're still live. It does, can either of you two confirm or deny that? I, I, I don't think I don't think so. Actually, uh, the video is already gone. So after it, it closed after 42 minutes. And I okay. think YouTube already finalized that. Okay, wonderful. So I'm but it says to me that uh, we're still live. So I'm gonna have to finish this broadcast and open up a new okay. broadcast. Give me just a second to well, a minute or it, so to to deal with that. The signal definitely went worse when you clicked like the me full screen. So just keep it on the three. It's fine. Ah, I didn't actually put you full screen. So it, it... Oh, really? I went full screen when I started talking. So something happened there. That might have been it. Right, well... And that's the answer again. to life, the universe and everything and guitar playing. Well, what a wonderful episode that was. Andy, thank you so much. I hope Amazing. people subscribe yeah. to your channel and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah apparently talking about clapton gets you kicked off youtube these days uh andy maybe has been so kind as to stay with us um i'm just gonna wait for some people to join us again before we actually talk and get the answers out of you mate um 
I'm going to go back to my YouTube page and make sure that mm -hmm. it is actually. Oh, Valeria's here. We're here. Hello, hey, Valeria. Hello, hello Valeria. Ra. People rejoining us. Hello, Sarang. Oh, Buzzle. Yes, probably. So, um,. It might happen again. It might not. But I asked Andy if he had any um, any thoughts about uh, the confidence and the motivation behind being a player. And Andy was about to answer that question, and then we got booted. So, if you wouldn't mind, Andy, what was your answer to that question? Ah, there's nothing more motivating than making progress. But progress is really a really hard thing to keep making day after day, week after week. It never goes in a linear line. I don't know one person that has ever started from any beginner lesson and then just stayed on that line and, and just kept going and then gets to grade eight or gets to be a singer songwriter or, or achieves their goals. We all pick up things. It always goes in dribs and jibs and drabs, ups and downs. Um, one thing I'm learning more and more is that my heroes, the people who I look up to and inspire me and due to both doing guitar lessons and um doing things like patreon like i did recently with um, justin hawkins i'm learning more and more that, that the people who are the best tend to just go down wormholes and don't stop themselves from um exploring those little curiosities that we all have you know with music and playing and it doesn't it doesn't have to line up to one grand plan just follow your instincts follow your own curiosities and um, it can take some really cool places. And then, and, and that's what I would do. Right. Make sure you're going down one of those wormholes kind of regular, but then when you come back, it's got to be, okay, so what's my, what, what am I going to do with this? What am I actually, what, and for me, it's like, what lessons am I going to make? What songs am I going to write? Actually making sure I've got some projects happening. Because if I just go down the wormhole, that's no good. But if I just do the projects and don't go down a wormhole, I'm suddenly unmotivated. Um, does mm -hmm. any of that ring true with you guys? For Absolutely. Sure. For sure. Dan, what are your thoughts? I've, I've shared a little bit of, of my experiences recently. How are your playing experiences of late? It's, it's kind, of, kind of tough to say because back in the day, I think I had that epiphany when I discovered as a young guitarist that it's not like a video game where you go through like level one, level two until you reach level 30 and then it, that's it. It's more like a journey and that journey <clears> is, is individual for every single player and there's no no ending. There's, I mean, there's a start when you pick up the guitar, but it's not even the start because you've been exposed to music beforehand and that kind of influenced everything. And then you just take it from there and that it's it's a super individual kind of experience and journey. So you you pass certain stages, you hit the plateau, and once you get stuck in a rut, you find a way out. Sometimes you gotta, you know, put the guitar away for a certain amount of time, then revisit it. And uh, I mean, kind of for me to to accept that, you know, if I, I need to I need to practice to reach a certain level, and also need to practice to keep a certain level, kind of made me more realistic about what I can achieve, but also, also also more realistic about how do I need to structure myself to learn a certain song or reach a certain level. And um, I think these are some some skills that you kind of develop over the course of time. And, you know, it's good if you have a teacher like Andy who can help you with that. And just to add like one little, uh, one little bit to what Andy said, I think it's, uh, I find it's a super inter interesting perspective to 
see him as a teacher because for him he's also revisiting himself as a teacher when he checks out old content when he's going to revisit stuff because you know you teach songs in certain ways you kind of update videos i really like to to hear a little bit more about how does it feel to you to kind of be confronted with older content with you know a a less a less well-rounded player you know five years that you were five years ago how does it feel it can be brutal actually <laughs> to be <laughs> legit honest okay. um but it, again it doesn't it's not like oh my oldest videos are my worst and my newest videos are my best it it goes the same as practicing and and how we all feel about our playing it goes better and worse and, and weirdly yeah there are times when probably because of the choice of video um or, or the choice of what i'm playing but sometimes the um the quality of the video like the how it looks and how it's presented and stuff is also bad when the plane's a bit bad <laughs> I don't. I don't know, I, and and that can be over a period of time as well. And maybe I'm like, ah, oh, because I was distracted around then, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't quite heading the game and stuff like that. Or maybe I was trying to film too many videos in one day. That that can be. That's that's a pressure for sure. Sure. Um, it's a real pressure with things like Instagram because you have to post daily. Really, if you if you're really going to do all of that properly, which is making its way onto YouTube now as well, um, it's posting daily. Whereas uh, I don't think when I've been doing it, it's ever been expected to post daily on YouTube. I think there's only Marty Schwartz does it and, and God bless the guy, but I can't keep up with him at all. It's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of videos that I want to want to refilm that I've done before, but it's like, is it worth refilming that over making another one? And usually I won't ever remake the same video with the same title, but just try and do it better. It will be a new angle. You know, classic example, I've done a few videos where, that you can play songs with one finger. But mm. then I decided to do a whole thing on Johnny Be Good because I'm obsessed with that song and Back to the Future and stuff like that. And that was that was very inspiring for me back in that. So I know how inspiring that can be for others, whether they play guitar or not. I'm filming the video like that. That's who I filmed that video for. If you've been playing guitar for years and years, you might not realize that you can play guitar, play Johnny Be Good with one finger because you've just never come across it or it's not your primary thing. If you've never played guitar before, it's something that you could do. So I filmed a whole video about that. It's been my biggest video of like the last couple of years, really, like well over a million. It got to like a million views in no time, really. Um, I've filmed one finger stuff before. I've filmed Johnny Be Good before, but that was a new way of presenting that, which is really important, and that's my job to try and connect stuff and i think that's what i've had to do with with teaching to be honest online otherwise there's plenty of guys just teach songs i've got to yeah. present them in a different way to make them try and connect and i've tried to do that but yeah when the the playing uh goes down usually the video quality goes down because i'm just taking on too much at once basically sure I, okay. I i think you do differ to a lot of channels out there that are just teaching songs you have a very personable very uh friendly approach and i, I mean you, you seem a friendly guy and we've met a few times and you are rather friendly but what i mean in your videos it's just <laughs> like you're hanging out with a guy who's teaching you guitar and some people are just saying this is how you play this song whereas you seem to have an emotional investment and it doesn't surprise me that when you have an emotional investment in what you're doing your video performs better and i was saying to dan uh off air <clears throat> before we started the show i just wanted to say off air um before i pressed go live um that 
uh, and I, did, I forgot that you were also included in this, Andy, that we have records of how we played last week or last month or last year because they're right in front of everybody. And that is so useful. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, like recording oneself as a player and um, and even as a band because I've recently joined a band with a couple of other dads and we're playing some blues rock and it's amazing fun and we love it and uh, everyone's got bad backs and no one wants to carry the gear. You know, it's great. Um, but I stuck a Zoom recorder in the room at the rehearsal last time and we did a few songs and it felt great. Then we listened to the recordings back during the week and they were so loose. There were bum notes all over the place. Uh, it just wasn't what I would call good as a, as a judgment. It's brutal. But it, yeah, but in the moment, it felt great. So I guess the question I'm leading to is, do we criticize, do we self-criticize too much? Uh, the answer to that is yes. But I just want to give a shout out to all the people on Instagram that start a new Instagram account just to post guitar content of them learning and them learning from like day one. Those guys are heroes. Um, but what they realize is the only other people that are going to follow them are other people doing the same thing. And it becomes yeah. your own support group. Like people have made friends for life doing that. And there's, they can follow me, they can follow other people, they can f follow their their favorite bands, and then you end up seeing who follows each else, and you all realize you're into similar stuff. You find your groups. It's actually quite bad for groups, Instagram, isn't it? It doesn't really do it at all, but people yeah. people find it manually, you know. And it really, that that's phenomenal. But also, it's it's pretty unforgiving because it is... If you're saying that, if you're saying you've you had a great rehearsal with other people who can clearly play, you listen back to it and go, "Wow, what that's bad." Imagine if it's the first time you've ever played guitar, like literally day one. You've watched my video and you record yourself and you put that online. Like it's it, it's it's a tricky thing, clearly to to get over that hump to do it. There's something for everyone to get over there, no matter your experience. But what they realize is, look, this is I'm I'm doing this as a hobby. I'm learning ukulele. Just picked it up. You know, my girlfriend playing ukulele in, in, in lockdown and stuff. Just something to do. And that's what the that's what the scene has. And that's amazing because things like that will keep them keep people sticking with it. I know I was taught recording um a MIDI sequencing uh, by my older brother from age nine before I even played one chord on guitar. And I think that really kept me on on learning music, on seeing that there's a lot more options than just guitar. Because it actually took me a long time to identify as a guitarist, really. I was always <laughs> keyboard player, piano player, sequencer guy, producer guy. That's that was that was kind of um my my main thing. And then I played guitar because I had to, because I didn't know any other guitar players. And I kinda wanted to because I wanted it to be cool, but it's never it's never my thing. The Andy guitar thing came way later, you know after studying that that's when all that started because as soon as i started teaching people just wanted to learn guitar it was the obvious thing that that there was always an audience there of people that wanted to learn and you can see why because it's a cool instrument um but yeah i definitely feel there's they're, they're the heroes and we can all learn from them just try and have fun with it try and log it but don't be 
don't judge what you see on screen as like compared to how it felt. Remember how it felt at the time, because that's the important bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just to clarify what I said about the rehearsal recording being bad, in case the other band members are listening. Um... <laughs> yeah, they're awful. So we sacked the bass player. I mean, he had a van, so we needed him, but we'll just have to find someone else with a van. It'll be fine. We don't have a bass player. We can't have a bass player quit before we started. Um, no, we were all saying our own, our own parts were awful. So I was unhappy with my performance. The drummer was unhappy with his performance. And Steve, the other guitar player... I assume that he was okay. Steve's rather quiet, so I, I don't really know. But um, yeah, mm. it, it it was still fun. So just to absolutely agree with what you've just said, Andy, it doesn't take away the feeling that I had of playing with two other human beings, plugging in, and just 100% enjoying myself with what is ultimately a hobby that I, I get paid for. You know, it, it's it's still a hobby for me. It's still a love, a passion, a joy um most days but just to pull you on what you just said you noticed you were critical of your performance not the band you all you can hear when you're listening back is your bum notes you're out of timeness that is just a human thing because that's the way everyone feels when we hear our voices back on an answering machine or a voice memo or in our situation on video but everyone films themselves on videos these days my mum facetimes you know what i mean everyone's used to it now we all go oh my god i don't sound like that do i yeah probably unless of a yorkshire accent if you know yorkshire. but oh my god i don't talk like that do i and it's really it so extend that to your musical instrument or extend that to your singing voice which takes confidence just to be able to get any sound out you know and other things like that very there's clearly something to get over and you've just got to take away that judgment and just stuff fun with it just be amazed that it's happening at all like that served me really well in the early days with guitar just being amazed that i could do anything at all (laughs) i i surprise myself often i'm like oh i was just doing some (laughs) finger exercises today just to to blow my own trumpet for a moment and i i played more (laughs) fluid and faster than i've ever remembered myself doing that and that's because i've spent three days whilst doing other things, holding the guitar and uh, exercising those muscles. So just as a pure physicality, nothing musical, just pure going up and down the fretboard, one finger per fret stretching. So I can absolutely advocate for taking the musicality out of it and applying the physicality um, when necessary. It wasn't any less fun for me because then it, it delivered after mm-hmm. three days of, of what I didn't notice was practice. That's cool. I actually the opposite thing happened to me. I, I, I had a period of doing that kind of thing. But um, I just went down a real wormhole this summer of learning loads of old solos that I hadn't played in a long time, that I had to relearn because I was clearly playing them wrong. And that that's when I got that feeling as well, which which was funny, because I remember playing them the first time, but again, making mistakes, I don't, not playing them well. Um, and playing them now, like, yeah, I'm playing them faster, better than I ever realized. And that period of not playing them 10 years, that made me feel like, wow, that, that was a real achievement. And I was in prep of doing a load of new air to do a load of solos because I'm wanting to learn a load of new ones, do a load of Guns N' Roses ones, Dire Straits, just just getting some absolute classics that, I've, that I'm clearly missing in, my, uh, mm-hmm. in the online stuff. So I needed, needed to warm up the old hands. 
I've, I'm going to bring it to uh, attention a comment from Pooh Ninja, which is one of my favorite comments I've ever read, and that's, can one really teach determination? <laughs> you, mm, you can only have a point of direction. They've got a, you taste coarse water, they've got a, they've got a drink it, you know what I mean? They've, they've got a walkie, but you can point a direction. And what I like to do is give people, um, you need to give people musical goals. And there's only really three you can give people. And it just varies how much how far they want to go down that line. But it's recording yourself, um, playing in front of others. And God, I even forget what the other one is now. It's been a while since I've thought of this. Uh, recording yourself, playing in front of others. Oh, playing with others. That's it. Mm -hmm. right. um, each of those is like its own outlet. Um, and if you think about it like a real band, you know, they've got to play with others. They release an album. And then they've got to play, you know, they've got to play those songs in front of other people. It, it, it suddenly justifies it because you're suddenly treating yourself like the bands that you like, like your heroes, like the people that do this for a living. And I think that's a good mm -hmm. thing. But of course, when you're first starting out, playing in front of others can just be comfortable playing in front, in front of your dog and being OK if it walks away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can just be playing in front of your friends or your mum. Yeah. Recording yourself can just be recording yourself on your own phone and being okay with listening back to it. That's a mm -hmm. really important step. And everyone starts there because when you're recording properly, you have to listen back to yourself. And we're often far too critical to just delete and do it again. You know what I mean? Again and again and again. And there can mm -hmm. be some magic in those takes that aren't what we perceive to be perfect because they're very different when we listen back to them to doing it. And people like the humanness to it. Really been hearing so much auto tune in a lot of pop songs recently, but that aren't classic pop songs. Um, that are that have a lot of guitars in them, a lot of real instruments, and they can just be it'll just be like on the verses or something, or some of the big notes. You just hear it, and it suddenly goes from sounding huge to sounding really narrow. It just suddenly so it auto tuning thinner. the guitars. Am I, am I correct? That that's what no, I mean. no, on the vocals, on the vocals, on the vocals. Okay, it literally goes from sounding big because it is. Uh, varying in pitch or it's at a higher pitch than like the backing vocals are and therefore it sounds fatter and warmer and better because if everyone's on exactly the same pitch um, to the sure. to the digital amount of being correct it sounds thinner it does what does a chorus pedal do it actually detunes um, the, the different sounds when it's multiplied so that it sounds bigger so that it has the chorus sound and as soon as you start to melodyne everything it sounds thinner. It sounds worse. It loses not only its personality, but it's timbre. It sounds thinner. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I can't remember why I got onto that, but it, that's been something that's <laughs> I've really noticed recently and it's driven me up the wall. Hmm. I, th I, I think the auto tune conversation is um, is a huge one that we could go down. Let's let's not go down there. Let's, <laughs> um, let's all true. assume that. Um, you know, realism is has its worth, and authenticity is uh, worth a million correct notes. Um, in fact, just on the oh no, oh no, no, I'm not going to go down that road. No, no. Um, I'm just looking to the chat for for other questions and comments because we seem to have had a lot of comments in our first episode of tonight's episode. For the second episode, people seem to be listening, oh. Andy. You're far too engaging. No one's commenting. What's mm -hmm. going on? Well, okay. Can I ask a question then, and everyone else comment? And I'll comment too. But, um, what's been everyone's favourite gig that they've been to over the last three months? Because in the UK, we could go to gigs for about five minutes 
um, but we now can't anymore. Mm-hmm. But I saw some amazing gigs, including Tom Jones in a Ooh. tiny venue. Uh, Youngblood, I saw in the same venue in Chalk in Brighton. Um, so Don Broker, that was probably the best one. And uh, my favourite band, The Darkness. Um, and yeah, I did manage to meet Justin Hawkins for a run that morning due to being on his Patreon, um, which I've got to shout out to that because he's really stuck with it. He does a great job. And yeah, that was a treat that wouldn't have happened had I not subscribed to his Patreon. I think more rock stars, big and small, should uh, do that kind of thing because it benefits well, hang them. On, hang on a second. You, you, you're slightly glossing over this you you subscribe to his patreon and you met him for a run is that one of his perks or is that no (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was out of his generosity and out of being a fabulous host of and he seems to have the host of his patreon he takes responsibility for it it shows up um but i was on a tier which got you a group zoom chat and it wasn't that much more than the guitar tier to be able to learn all of his solos and stuff learn how to play them properly so I did it just for a laugh, just because I'm a fan. And then did the Zoom chat. And one of the Zoom chats was the week of the gig they were doing in Brighton. And uh, he invited me on a run just for fun, just because I'm a Patreon and just because he was like, yeah, that'd be fun. And he was going anyway. Um, and, you know, he needs to run to be able to fit into those cat suits because, you know. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he does it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was fabulous. We had like over an hour run. I, I, I mean, I run 6K. I haven't run 6K in a while. I'm not sure I've ever run 6K if it wasn't outside of playing football or sports. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing more motivating than running next to one of your heroes. Um, but then he bought us a coffee. We sat down for 20 minutes, got to ask him about some geeky guitar stuff. Got a lot of darkness tea that I can't possibly spill, but it was, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happening, and he's a chronic oversharer. So, as I say, join his Patreon. It's great. <laughs> Dan and I have been watching his YouTube channel recently. It's, we're really enjoying yeah. it. And we had the news last week on, on, yeah, on the show that he joined Laney and is releasing yeah. his JH3000 signature amp. It sounded great live. It did sound because they all want to play Marshalls, but if they both play the same style of amplifier, there's not enough separation in the sound, so Justin's always had to do something different because Dan's such a martial man. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think it's a great shout. Cool. To go back to your question about the um, uh, about the the favorite gig, I haven't been to a gig in the past three months because uh, we live in different countries, of course, and and regulations are different here, sadly for us. So I have to say my own rehearsal. By, by that's <laughs> cool though. Because that's um, something I haven't done for two and a half years. Okay. Actually play it loud. Wow. Um, I, I can honestly say just the playing with the drummer. I, I love playing with the other guitar player, Steve, great friend. However, the fact that with a drummer there and he's good in the way that he's he's almost gentle. There's there's I've played with many drummers and drummers it's, you know when you play with a good drummer, it's just very, very different to just someone who hits mm-hmm. the drums. And I've played, there's different variations. I've played with a drummer who wasn't technically as good, but he loved it, and he loves it, and he lives for it, and that was fun, you know? But then I've played with drummers who are technically proficient, but just going through the motions. 
and the drummer I'm playing with at the moment, Hans Peter, he, I don't know, he just seems like a magician. There's no, I can't technically explain what he's doing. We're doing some Hendrix stuff, and there's just a little ting, dam, bum, ba, these little mo motions. <laughs> it's all and that, isn't it? Gorgeous. It's full of them. It's not, it's not a straight beat. It's all about no. the little fills. Like Hendrix is playing. It's not about the riff. It's about mm -hmm. the things he adds that flummox most guitar players. They're like, how did you get that sound? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The subtleties, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. So that's that's mine. Uh, Dan, have you been to a gig or, or, or not? not at all? And I'm I'm missing that so oh, much. Guys. Yeah, I feel yeah, for you. Yeah. That's rubbish. Yeah. But actually but the situation. Um, who... No saying it. That's the situation. Uh, did you, have you checked out any live stream gigs over the last couple I did. of years? I did towards the beginning of the pandemic, but it it's, it didn't appeal to me. Um, it just didn't have that magic. I've seen live shows before. And like Wembley 86 from Queen is <clears> one of my favorite experiences ever to sit down and just um, absorb that tens of twenties of hundreds of times. But for some reason... I felt that the shows that I was being exposed to were almost um, less than, you know, like they were being put on. I, I, this is really probably very unfair because I know how much goes into putting on a show, but it felt like the, the they were being done to get something done rather than to put on an event. And I know I'm probably being very unfair right there, but I saw some shows that just, they didn't have magic. People didn't really know what they were doing as a live stream. Um, Whereas it, it can lack the electricity for sure, can't it? Yeah, yeah, and also the the limitations. Like maybe there weren't enough cameras because you know when when there's a, several cameras, like, I don't know, twenty cameras, and we're moving around the live show, and that fit that instantly fills energy into the show. But maybe because of the technological limitations or just the budget or something, there was like one main cam and a few side cameras, and it didn't have the the energy. So yeah, and the performances were great. I saw some great performances, but they, I don't know. Nothing beats going to a live show. It doesn't, but Definitely. there's one live stream that I saw, a live stream gig, that stood out above all the rest, and we saw quite a few. Um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. So okay. this is Frank Carter from Gallows fame, yeah. once upon a time. Mm -hmm. um, the reason nice is there were um, fans who were at the back of the gig on screens, Kind of like, what are they, what's that? ITV's freaking Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway, I think, has a similar thing where, like, they, okay. they that's how they do it these days because they haven't got a studio audience. Everyone's on screens at the back. He did that, but in between songs, that's how he did his talking to the audience. And that gave it electricity because right. he was fantastic at talking with people and then could switch on a dime and suddenly scream for three minutes. To a banging mm. rock song and being able to do that was th that's how we, you know when you when you go to uh, see a gig and the lead singer talks to one person in the audience and he's got the room mm -hmm. because he talked to that one person and it went well he connected with that one person and just everyone in the room can feel it that's where mm -hmm. the electricity comes from or when you watch a singer sing and just one person in the room just loves it and they're captivated that spreads that's where the electricity comes from. This was a great way of doing that. They, this gave a live stream gig electricity. Um, and that was the best I've seen. Other ones, yeah, they, they even, I saw some amazing ones with 
all the cameras and it was really HD. It's really hard to do it with flashing lights. They should calm down with flashing lights because the stream right. always goes bad. <laughs> I'm always like, stop flashing the lights. But uh, so sounded great. But to get that electricity, you need just a bit of two-way. And having people on screens did did not slow it down enough to make it a bad thing. It, it added to it 100%. Made it feel like a gig. And that's Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. And the Rattlesnakes. Absolutely. Have, have, you, tried, have you tried stage stage it already? Because this is something that I saw, like a phenomenon that kind of came up throughout the, the pandemic. A lot of artists kind of subscribe to that. Uh, I think it's a Hollywood-based uh, provider for live streams. And you can purchase so actually like a ticket. So it's just a platform for it? Yeah, it's a platform. I did, it's like a, yeah. I did that years ago when I was still singer-songwritering. And um, I actually did it kind of weekly. And that was really successful, you know, on a very, wow. very small scale. It was really fun. Um, but I'd absolutely forgotten that Stage It existed. I kept getting emails. I know I unsubscribed from their mailing list because I felt, God, this is going to sound awful. I felt desperation rather than providing a service. Yeah. Yeah, I know what I mean. Okay. But um, nowadays, I mean, there are so, so many artists there. It's, it's, yeah. it's thriving. You've got Bon Jovi on there. You got Devin Townsend. Uh, That's great to hear. Of all the ones I try, I don't remember trying that one in particular, but most of them, or the ones that were the best, just sent you to a YouTube link. It was just an unlisted yeah. YouTube video. <laughs> you could ticket it, but after that, you just got into a YouTube link. Therefore, it can be shared, but most of it, it's not going to be shared that much because the only people who care are going to be the fans that are doing it. People are only going to yeah. share it with one other person, Max. And it was the best experience because you could cast it to your television. You're not. Mm -hmm. yeah. We used another app, and I li we literally had to watch the gig on like our phone. I think we got the iPad working right. eventually, and it just sounded <laughs> rubbish. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. I've just realised that the comments are coming in, but I wasn't seeing them due to the fact that we started a new stream. So I brought them up on my iPad. Ah. So I do apologise to the people watching. There's loads right. of comments gigs. that I've just not just not seen. So gigs we've got we've got crying people are crying andy so that's always good uh sarang where was sarang's comment did you grab that dan uh sarang um, no. oh there mastodon mastodon did an all acoustic mastodon, yeah. in an aquarium and it brought tears to his eyes it was beautiful oh man that sounds fab <coughs> that's yeah, the feeling i want definitely. um Lots of people. Job on a massa did a live thing, but people were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> but you could notice that the audience interaction was missing. Sure. Fair um, Gibson are doing some live streams. I wasn't aware of that. That's apparently very good, according to Big Al's music, Muscles and Magic. Um, <laughs> actually, just a shout out to Bantashek. Any beginners here recorded your own material yet? Send me some links. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the, as Andy was talking about earlier, the little community of people sharing and uplifting each other is is exactly what you need. Um, I think at every stage of your musicianship, it doesn't matter where you're at. Not necessarily sycophantic. Oh, that was fantastic. You know, yes, <laughs> people, but certainly people who genuinely understand. People are on the same level as you, and that's the and important Andy, thing. I think that's how you, you really nail what you do because you seem to have a very specific uh, viewer and learner in mind, sort of beginner intermediate. Would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
particularly aspiring singer-songwriter mm-hmm. types. They don't have to want to write a song, but people who want to sing and play. Um, but just, uh, I, I mean, the, the, the absolute beginner videos that I've done have gone so wide. You end up, I'm constantly amazed at how, at the variety of people that want to learn guitar, that want to learn from me, people from all works of life. But, but it's something I always saw when I taught one-to-one. Literally, the, the youngest kid I had was um, six years old, and the eldest was 93. And in between those wow. two, we had wow. literally every type of... Because it, perhaps because it was mainly beginners that I taught, I honestly thought it would be like mainly like 15-year-old boys <laughs> when I first was game with guitar to I thought, that's it. And in my head, I might be teaching, I don't know, Artie Monkey songs or something. Um, <laughs> in my experience, the 14-year-old kids that I did see, both male and female... They were the ones that needed a te- teacher least. They needed the least amount of help. I, I, honestly, I was, I was trying to keep up with trying to get how much they've learned since last time and trying to give them the next step and trying to help them because they'd learned so much between lessons. I had to literally mm-hmm. take the first 10 minutes to go play me stuff. What you learned? You, you tell me, first of all, because you, you, as soon as you teach them anything, they're like, I know. Or I've learned this song, and you're like, okay, that's well better than what I was going to show you. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, it yeah, takes you see the same to... thing in online groups. Yeah, definitely. And it takes me back to an experience that I had when I was a child, when I was I was asking my teacher, like I was I was reading about modes, and I was asking my teacher if he could like introduce me to modes, like because I was a beginner, and I was so let down by his reply. He said, "Ah, you're not good enough. You don't need that now." I was like. Mm. Okay, thank you. And that was like where I felt, okay, maybe he's not the teacher for me. How that so, makes you feel is rubbish, right? It makes you feel like you're nothing. It just makes you feel small. Yeah, um, and he could have yeah. said that for all the right reasons, but it wasn't the correct reply. I think yeah. I may have shared my first guitar learning experience before, but I'm, I'm going to share it again because I'm not, Andy, I don't think we've talked about it. My first like it took a lot of courage for me to say i want to learn guitar i used to be extremely nervous very introverted and i already said that i wasn't a guitar player so when i wanted to do it it took a lot of uh internal push for me to do that and to talk to my parents and say i want to get guitar lessons at my school i did and i went into the music room where there were uh me and another student and the teacher gave me a, a A4 piece of paper with chord boxes on it with what I now know are open chords and said, <laughs> go and sit in the corner. There's a guitar. It's tuned. Go and do that. And what? then he went off with the student oh. who'd already been learning for, I don't know how long, for, for his whole life as far as I was concerned. And I sat in the corner <laughs> thinking, I can't read these hieroglyphs. I don't know how to hold this big wooden box. <laughs> um... And I just sat there and I thought, this teacher's going to notice in a moment that there's no sound coming from my corner of the room. <laughs> he, nev- he never did. And for that 15 minutes of, I don't know, this is probably why I'm so adverse to being taught. Um, he let me down so much and nearly killed a guitar player. And I think that's, mm-hmm. uh, I, even with, with my channel, which is mainly gear, I still uh, make sure that I know that I'm catering for people that could be new guitar players and we're trying to breed more guitar players. That's that's one of the things that I like to do with my channel. So he, he nearly killed one that day. So only my self-determination and President of the United States of America and Nirvana got me um uh got me through that. 
Mm. But that is definitely not what to do. I was 12. So I, I had lessons in school when I was nine, taking my, I think it was my brother's nylon string. Um, everyone in the class had nylon string guitars. Mm-hmm. Did did they give them away with cornflakes in like the early eighties? <laughs> because no one had steel string guitars, but we all just had them. I swear, no one bought them. We all just had them, and um, yeah, hated it. Nine year old Andy absolutely hated group guitar lessons at school. Sat at the back and didn't get it because I just couldn't see how this was in any way the same instrument as the Marty McFly big red Gibson, you know what I mean? Or the big red yeah. guitar that I saw him big doing. Red, yeah. And we were doing, what What did we, they made us do thumb char. Everything was thumb char. It didn't matter what song it was, whether it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Polly Wally Doodle, it was thumb char, thumb. And I hated that. And that's quite a lot for like little fingers. Um to like first thing you learn, like you don't know one chord and they're starting with like doing a lot of dexterity with, you, you don't tend to start with the uh, strumming hand or the plucking hand. You do more on this, right? You do get yeah. a, get one or two chords like learnt before you start looking at the other hand. Because the worst thing to do is that, right? Yes. You, you don't want to be looking just down at your hand. You want to, you want to have some confidence to uh, be able to, you want to get it in your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. so yeah thumb char absolutely hated it and one thing that really saved me i have to say especially if i'm talking to a lot of guitar players and a lot of gear people is midi sequencing like computer music because what it allowed me to do was tap into um i could work out songs pretty quickly by ear and what i did literally for fun after my brother showed me a few things he after to sent my older brother john he gave me some stuff he uh, set me up with, I think it was Octomed on an Amiga Commodore 400. Wow. That's the fir- that was my first bit of technology, you know. That was my first app. Great. Yeah. Um, Great. That helped because it allowed me, it took away the restriction of what, what my playing skills were. It, it was suddenly all about what the actual music was and could my head get around it, and it could, to the point where you remember when... Um, you could make mobile phones play music ringtones. You could actually write your own. You could program them. In. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I became popular in high school because I could do that on other people's phones when I was thirteen. If my mate <laughs> wanted match of the day, I could write match of the day on him on, on his phone because it was MIDI Great. sequencing or Great. Britney Spears or something like that. And that again, I did it for fun and for cool points. Even with myself to try and think, oh, that that was a cool thing to do, or for other people because that was fun. Um, yeah. That really helped because what I ended up doing was putting that onto guitar and just seeing like when I first got a guitar, just seeing it as like one string. What can I play on this one string? Forget about the others. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of mentality really helped me. Was there anything that particularly helped either of you guys when you were first learning? Perhaps something unconventional. For me, it was all about performance. It was about the passion that you put into what you were doing. And I guess what you'd call it a punk attitude that not necessarily the notes had to be right, but you had to meet every note had to be from the heart and meant. Uh, And yeah, I was a teen. I was I wasn't necessarily angry. I had nothing to be angry about. But I created this persona that played guitar that was like, right, I'm going to thrash the 
out of this this instrument um, <laughs> through my little Squire 15 amp. And yeah, uh, for me, it was the passion. And then through that, I realized, okay, it might be useful if I knew a little bit of uh, chord and a little bit of theory knowledge and a little bit of songs. And then absolutely, it was the feedback that I got from the campfire playing and the gigs that are put on at school where like maybe 10 in the audience would enjoy it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do more of that. So it was absolutely for me, uh, the showman element and the guitar was just a tool, I think. All right. That's absolutely awesome. But that's been something that I always had in, I always had the same feeling inside, but I could never get that out from playing or in early bands or anything. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I connect with more now than I ever did. Just like someone, just when you can tell it's authentic, like someone's playing three chords and singing from the heart, something that matters to them, connects more than any, you know, shred playing or, um, or any or any or any recited playing, any any playing that feels on on the, you know, by many aspects perfect but just lacks any reason to exist. Like, come on, like it's got a, it's, it is yeah. expression, right? And um, yeah, that's what I encourage a lot of people. Music is noise, like that's all good. Like, some people think it, one thing is good noise or bad noise. It's all just noise, but noise is fun. <laughs> noise is a good thing. Yeah. Noise is good. I am um, sorry. Just, I remember something happened to me today. I was watching a video. Uh, Perfecto de Castro sent me a link for his latest video. He probably needed more views or something, but it was he actually mentioned me, uh, or well referred to me, um, and he did some shred thing and he went, and I'll do it. He went, and my son was listening from the other side of the room. My four-year-old son, and he went. <laughs> it just made me laugh so much that he picked up on that shred piece, but found it so funny and so um, exciting, and he could make comedy from it. So, yeah, yeah it was uh, probably unrelated to what we were just talking about. I just wanted to share it. Not at it all. Fun. It's personality. <laughs> it, it's uh, that's why I connect with um, with Paul Gilbert because he does appreciate that it is a ridiculous thing, but he loves it, and he's gone down the wormhole like in insanely. He's such a phenomenal player, teacher educator uh, music appreciator he's always doing videos like they want people want to ask him about shred and he's like so this bg song <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, always doing stuff like that or he, he'll do you know he's got the tricks with the playing uh, guitar with a drill with different yeah. bits you know make making it ridiculous because he, he knows it is it is it's just noise but it's yeah. really really fun noise what about you dan anything where you know anything that gave your love for and passion for gear or guitar or got you over anything that but that was unconventional well i think the the not unconventional but the the eureka moment that i had was when when i was playing with a band because all the preparation in advance that, that was all gone you were there kind of naked in that rehearsal room and there you needed to connect and you needed to deliver and you needed to kind of somehow get into that constellation of a couple people that were trying to make noise together and was, that was super interesting to see that you could you could practice for hours in your bedroom and then you were standing in the in the rehearsal room and it was a complete different story and that was something red light fever learned, right second it's red light fever playing in front of other Not, people and i get yeah. the same thing even now like i play yeah. so much worse on camera than i can play when the camera isn't rolling and that doesn't make 
logical sense because I'm in the same room. I'm not yeah. even at the recital hall or at the gig, but it is yeah. a real thing. And it's all psychological. Like just play, play, play guitar for five minutes and then record it. You'll play worse for the, while you're recording it. Um, April's yeah. just commented. Sorry. I just had to make sure I've replied to some comments. Um, Thanks, Andy. April Kurt's been playing bass for 45 years. Just started taking lessons now after 45 years. That's amazing. Hope you have a wow. lot of fun with it. Um, Sweet. I, I think I saw her say it, it's gone a bit said, um, like had piano lessons, but found them really stifling. I did too. I had piano lessons weekly. I never practiced, but there was a few just key because of the weekly lessons. There were just a few key things that really sparked something. And that was that that would that meant that they were really important. I don't think I'd have kept going and then learned what I learned to do piano wise, theory wise, sight reading, um, writing music. Had it not been for these lessons where I was made to read the notes on the page. Because you have to mm -hmm. do things that are difficult sometimes and you have to learn to get past them. And then yeah. it's only after you've done weekly lessons for a year and realized I've <laughs> still not practiced at all. What am I doing that you actually start to take some responsibility because you see that you can't, you can't expect this to happen for you. Hmm. I feel pretty and dumb about that sometimes <laughs> about, about sitting there feeling frustrated with myself that I'm trying to make a video for a, a pedal or whatever, and I'm not getting out what I want. And, and then if I honestly ask myself, did you practice? Did you warm up before you started? Before you pressed record on the camera? Did you do all this? No. Well, then what are you? What are you criticizing yourself for? You fool! You know, go back and do that first. <laughs> but the same thing it. happens to people who practice for two hours to record an Instagram clip that lasts fifteen seconds. Yeah, they yeah. actually beat themselves up exactly the same and go, "Oh man, I should have practiced for three hours. It wasn't enough." Oh, um, so clearly. There's a happy medium. We can't. <laughs> There's the ultimate is not for most people the ten-hour Steve Vai practice routine that worked very well for him, but yeah, yeah. that's just it's. There's a happy medium that that we all need to strike because otherwise we just won't want to do it anymore. You've got to want to yeah. do this. You've got to find the reason yeah. that keeps you doing it. Absolutely. I think a lot can be said for going for a short walk or, or doing something else in a, in a different room as well, because I spend a lot of time in this room. Um, and as you said, when the light goes on, it, it changes, the atmosphere changes. For me, just going for a walk or, or doing something that isn't related to guitar, I'll come back and then suddenly I'll be happy with what I've done. And nothing's changed apart from the, my own internal feeling. I totally agree, but let me tell you this. I did something recently. Did something recently, Andy. Um, I wrote a song in my sleep recently. Wow. Um, wow. Now, this, I, I really caught on to this right away. I was like, that's ridiculous because um, I know the story of Paul McCartney apparently woke up with the melody for Yesterday in his head. And I've always been so envious of that because I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I, I want to do that. That sounds great. No, let's not practice. Let's just wake up with yesterday in my head, write it down, present that to the band, and they go, there you go, guys. Done. Ugh, take the rest of the day off. Um, but, right, so we're fostering a dog at the moment. So for the past two weeks, I've been getting up 
for the first week it was twice a night. I'm pretty much down to gain up once a night now, but at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., sometime in the middle of the night. And I was mid-dream when I woke up and the alarm went off like a week ago. And the dream I was having, I was playing a song with someone else, um, but it was a song that that didn't exist, that I'd like I'd come up with. And I just I was so impressed with it. And what I all my best songwriting ideas have always come when I'm not actually with the guitar in my lap. Oh, one came while driving. One came while um, uh, washing up. Um, one came literally. I was about to go to sleep and I had to wake myself up. I was really annoyed. Like I was almost going to have a great sleep, but no, I've got to write it down. And what I actually did, because I think a lot of you guys might find this interesting, I actually emailed myself like the notes, like the just imagine what you've done is just in the key of C, and just like if the melody goes E F G, just write E F G. You know what I mean? And leave spaces uh-huh. where there would be spaces. Um, so that I could write the lyrics as well and so that I didn't have to sing into a voice memo and maybe wake my partner up or like sing a load of nonsense because my, um, you know, my head wasn't awake yet. And I wanted to work out what the notes would be as well, like using that. And I wouldn't be able to do this had I not been used to MIDI sequencing. Um, Literally just think of where the pitch is. And yeah, and it's a song as well, but there's no way. I was with a singer in the dream. And I was just playing the melody accompanying. I hadn't written it in the dream, but I'd literally, this song doesn't exist, so I came up with it. And it's a huge ballad. It's like a Disney thing. Wow. So there's no way I'll ever, like, <laughs> it won't be for me. But I was like, man, write it down, because that, that might be useful for something. Huh. I desperately need to hear this song now. Oh yeah. Well, I have. I, I can't play it for you, but I've I've got the email here. I mean, it's literally. I'd take a lot. Of, but the the two lines that I wrote down were, "I know what I'm living for. I don't get no second chances." That does not sound like a Disney song. <laughs> no. But, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's empowered princess kind of lyrics to me. <laughs> I remember it now. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Hang on, I think I can work that out. It's, it's, oh wow! Yeah, let's do it. Well, now now do we're it. talking. Well, yeah. Can. Well, I've said I've written a song in my sleep, so I've got to prove it. Prove, prove it, it exists. I know what I'm living for. I don't get no second chances. Do 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 do. That was a bad melody. Do 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 do. I know what I'm living for. I don't get no second chances. Something like that. Do 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 do. Yeah, that was the start yeah. of a song. But in the vid, in, in like yeah, in the video, in, in my dream, <laughs> I mean, literally we were being filmed. It was like a big place. I should tell you about this. It, it, this kind of came about because my girlfriend told me about this insane influencer event in Brazil where an influencer uh, with like 10 million followers or something, but she got like 300 people and put on a gig for them and their socials blew up. And she was telling me the whole story. I won't butcher it, but um, yeah, it was really, it really struck a nerve. It was really inspiring. And literally I, I dreamt that, <laughs> obviously I dreamt that I was there because, you know. Right. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, the heroes in the dreams, yeah. 
yeah. wrote 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 a, played a song in the dream realized that song didn't exist i must have come up with it let's write it down great story great story that's awesome well yeah. from what i take away from that is the best way to become better is to have a little nap a little snooze <laughs> <laughs> that's my kind of thinking um yeah Andy, we're coming to the end of the show, but is there any little nuggets of wisdom that you feel that you haven't dropped on us yet that you want to just sneak in at the end or any self-promo that you want to do? And, and, you know, obviously, if you're interested in what Andy has said and you're listening to this or watching this, then you should go and check out all his socials, which will be in the the video description or Dan will put them in the description of the podcast. But now that I've waffled a bit, Andy, and given you some time, are there any little nuggets you have for us? I've got a little nugget here. It's called an Andy guitar ukulele, which is new. <laughs> wow. This was not around wow. the last time that we spoke. So there we go. <laughs> now, how I've got away with having an Andy guitar ukulele, I don't know. But the ukulele community, we have embraced this. And we, uh, we've uh, we sold a few. I'm not getting any hit for it. So um, um, and, and it's a it's a very good quality ukulele for the money that we sell it because I sell it direct. Um, right. So you literally can only get these from my website, andyguitar.co.uk. And that's Great. how they exist in the world. And um, some of my biggest videos are now ukulele videos, actually. And the ukulele, I feel, has become... I mean, for for all of us, we're around the same age. It was recorder in, like, primary school, right? That was, like, everyone's first instrument. Like mm-hmm. someone gives yeah. you an instrument, you might have been a kazoo or something before that, but something proper, it was like recorder. No, that is becoming yeah, ukulele in schools now. Yeah, great. That's um, great. And good the... because there's pop songs. There's pop songs that yeah. use ukulele. There's there's not many that use um, recorder and kazoo. So yeah. But also you can sing and play ukulele at the same time. You can't sing and play recorder. And that's one of the reasons I never ever went with brass or, or recorder or, or wind or anything because I like singing. Me exactly the same, and also um, wind instruments all tend to be really loud and often expensive mm-hmm. as well. My yeah. niece wanted to um, play oboe because um, they didn't have an oboe player in the orchestra in uh, her <laughs> high school, but they had a lot of, of um, violin players. So she was like, "I want to play oboe," and they start at about a grand and a half. There's no uh, squire version of yeah. any oboes. <laughs> <laughs> So count yourself lucky if you're a guitar player or a keyboard player or any of these because they are accessible and they are fun and you can just literally use them just to make noise when you need to make noise for you, when when that's what you need to do. Because I think it has Mm. been really important over these last few years. Um, I think it's been a real solace for a lot of us and I think some people beat themselves up when they're not making progress or not doing more with it and it's like Mm. that's not what it needs to be there for it's literally there just as an option to spend your time doing it doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be i i got i achieved this i did this the the achievement is just in doing it in just having fun and making noise and playing because noise is good yeah thank you andy and it's very accessible. The uke is, is, is such a nice instrument because it always sounds so positive. And, uh, you know, it's it's super easy to just, you know, play chords. It's it's no rocket science. <laughs> uh, but I did actually look into, like, what does, uh, what does, like, grade six, seven, eight ukulele look like? What does advanced ukulele? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I, sure. I think it's actually sure. harder. 
but I, I probably think it's harder because I don't, I'm not used to playing ukulele. So when I try and, you know, trying to do Thunderstruck on ukulele or something, it's kind of, uh, that's actually really hard. It's harder to pick it, you know, do it the proper way. Shouldn't really yeah. stop it, but that's harder on a ukulele than it is on an electric guitar. So kudos yeah. to ukulele players. <laughs> wow. And a ukulele also sounds pretty cool. Just you know, just throwing that out. There. <laughs> so I had to back away from it, and because I did, I do have an Andy Piano YouTube channel. Yes, but I haven't oh, wow. uploaded okay. to it in two years. Oh, <laughs> it, just, it literally got too much. It just yeah. got too much, and um, I will do more piano stuff definitely next year. Though I've snuck in and did the new Adele song. Well, easy on me anyway. Um, on piano and guitar on my Andy Guitar YouTube channel. And it's just all going under Andy Guitar now. I'll just all do it on the one thing. Um, but I am interested. Have you seen this new thing where everyone's going to like a second channel? Like, um, well, I say everyone, like the, all the biggest guys at the moment all have second, second channels that they live stream on and do fun stuff. Paul Davis, yeah, Ruby Arthur. shorts and things. And, and yeah, yeah, just other stuff. Even some of like their biggest videos are in, the case of Rippy Art, like huge interviews. Like, I think it's Brian May interview when on his second channel. Like, if, I, if I interview Brian May, that's going on my main channel. <laughs> that's a pretty hard flex, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Second channel. That goes on my second channel. I though. give up. Like, may, maybe one day, Brian, but just not yet. Just practice more. <laughs> um, but I'm genuinely tempted. On I'm, I'm tempted to start a second channel just to do like fun stuff like live streaming and um yeah do a more variety because it is i get that it can be uh to be honest it was a burden i hit two million subscribers over the summer and at that time you dropped dropped out then again so what did you say (laughs) (laughs) just the two million just the two million they they don't give you another plaque though I mean, what? 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 Right, that's oh. it. I'm closing my channel. I was aiming for that two million subscriber ch- uh, plaque. But that meant a lot more, or was a lot more positive for people that follow me, and they were yeah. like, just yeah. like re- genuinely congratulatory, and and it it meant a lot. For me, it was a burden because I was like, I've I've got to make sure that every video I film now is warranting going on a channel. Yeah. That. I mean, what, and also, what does it even mean anymore? Because I know there's about 100,000 people that have notifications turned on for my videos, and they're actively like, what? So it's like subscribers are built up over the years, but, you know, it's it, it's it's a funny thing with, with subscribers, you know. Yet not It's not going out instantly to 2 million people. It literally can't. Like when you send an email to a mailing list, it's going to come down to, like, 15% of those really if, if you're very very lucky um, but start a new channel and then you know anyone that find, don't promote it at all don't link it anywhere so the only people that find it are really really hardcore people and you just do <laughs> whatever you, that team want and find who those people are make videos like that work for that and I just kind of want to see where that goes and I think that will be more fun than than trying to get my piano channel going when it always just becomes too much because it's got, as soon as I did piano, we had like loads of on-screen graphics. It was, it was really fun and, and I'm really glad I did it, but um, yeah, it became a lot. Whereas I just want to 
be like this on camera and talk to people and, I, and get that two-wayness. Less pressure. Like from the other side, um, I'd love to do a little bit of not necessarily teaching, but just playing some music. And I'm not sure that fits on this channel. Yeah, yeah. I would feel a lot less pressure just doing that on a second channel. However, the the chat's suggesting stuff for a four hour second channel. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Suggested, now we're talking. Carl Simpson wants a Guitar Geek hair care line. Um, okay. <laughs> hair care tips from the Guitar Geek. Um, Sarang has suggested a second channel where I open up pedals with my new drill. I have a, a little Bosch XO drill that I like to flex occasionally in my videos, but all right. Um, I'd like Bard to comments see... uh, Andy, Banjo, Andy Banjo. That Andy Banjo. I might, That's nice. That's I nice. might <laughs> be getting a banjo soon, by the way. I might. That might actually happen. If so, I might create a new YouTube channel, call it Andy Banjo, and upload one video. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just for the giggles. Just for the giggles. I have a banjo case, a banjo strap, and a banjo capo, but no banjo. I've gone the wrong way. Well, um, we know what you want for Christmas then. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the you people in the chat are just nuts. So, um, <laughs> everyone's wanting. Everyone's loving the banjo. I'm clearly okay. missing the trick. Let me get on that. The drill. Oh, oh, what about a combined channel? Andy's banjo, like plural, and we'll do it together. No, I think that's uh, for the <laughs> hair care. I think, oh, no, I, think yeah. we, I think we've already got that for the hair care. May I say, Andy, luxurious is the word for you, my friend. You're looking f like flowing locks from last time we spoke. I've, I've not mentioned it, but... Um... It's li yeah, it's, it is the lockdown hair that um, stayed because I'm like, actually, it's, it's a lot less maintenance. Ah, no, it's not much more product. No, I have, there's literally no product. Like, it's I don't like to brag, but you know, woke up like this. Andy, that's, <laughs> that's that's not the way you sell hair care products by saying there is no hair care product. Maybe I don't know much about hair care products, but I know that you have to say that there is one. Well, look, I've put my name <laughs> on enough things. So it's on Capo's books, look, but I'm not going to put my hair, my name on hair stuff. Let's just let's, technically let's, you put, a, there is you put a our, you put our name on there. Technically, exactly. Okay, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Andy <got> shampoo, <laughs> Andy Crowley, pillowcases. I woke up like this. <laughs> You're welcome. I like it. So it was uh, that the um, original thing for um, creating pics and stuff was someone sent me some, and they sent me like a hundred, all like on the, they were taped to bits of paper. It was absolutely mad, and um, yeah, so people really like. And I love my what's the coolest pic I've got? I've got a Justin Hawkins pic. I've got um, I met um, Paul um, Gilbert, and he gave me a pic, handwritten at the back. What cool pics have you guys got? Oh wow! <laughs> I've got... Kirk Emmett. Where am I? Oh, oh, Kurt oh, oh yeah. All right. Fair enough. Where are my picks? Oh, another one, Chet Kroger. <laughs> You've got a Chet Kroger <laughs> pick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like they go next to each other. Like yeah. Okay. Well, I. I... That's the darkness. There pick. you go. Darkness pick. Sweet. That's been used, so it's gone. So I've been an idiot and actually played with it. Oops. Well, yeah, but... Andy and I both both own a sixpence coin that has been handed to us by Mr. Andy Timmons. <laughs> I bought a sixpence 
Because I mean to do some guitar. I want. I want to do some Brian May stuff and see how much of a difference it really Sweet. makes. It's it's um insane the the shimmer you can get when you use the volume control. So turn the leave your gain on like ten, turn mm-hmm. your volume right down, and use a sixpence. It suddenly mm-hmm. chimes. It chimes. So I've been experimenting yeah. with that, but I'm still a bit crap with it. They're really hard to play with. A Santana Ellie- pick. Ooh! Played or, or just like bought? I don't know where that's. I think a student gave me that years ago. I don't know where that came from, other than that. Um, I had a oh yeah, wooden pick with Andy guitar on it that someone gave me at some point. Oh, that's that's Sweet. really cool. That's oh, cool. Uh, mate, got me a shout out to James from Stone Angels Band. He gave me a um, Andy guitar Christmas. Um, it was a, a Christmas bauble, but it's like engraved into wood, similar to this. Nice, great. Well, you, I, I, I don't even attempt to flex my pick collection because it is nowhere near as cool <laughs> as your guys. I haven't got a Chad Kroger <laughs> pick. Give me a Chad Kroger pick, somebody for Christmas. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> right. Andy, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I hope the people listening and watching have, I don't want to say learn something, but more that more being reminded that they're good enough, you know, and that yeah. they don't have to keep judging themselves. But if they did want to learn something, then come up to your channel, of course, and, and be exposed to your lovely way of teaching, because it genuinely is a play. I do keep up to date. I do watch your videos. I watch the Adele one. And I, I enjoy <laughs> watching your stuff because it just, it feels like I'm with a mate and just okay yeah guitar is cool let's learn some music that's how i feel and i hope that others do too you know at least another two million by the next time we chat (laughs) well thank no thank you very much because that's the biggest thing that i aim for and it is the thing that i try and stand out against to be honest big multinational corporations that can be a bit faceless sometimes they can be Mm -hmm. really good but a bit faceless and lack a bit of um personality and that personal touch and when you mm-hmm. whenever you contact you know through my website or do my comment it's always me responding it all goes to me and i'm really proud of that so um yeah i'm glad that comes over in the videos and keep doing what you guys are doing because i love love the podcast and love your videos too thanks <laughs> but i want to hear well, your band as well so what's the name of your band the new I, one have you got a name yet oh we I can't say. Can I say? Oh, you, you look. We're called we're called Black Velvet Cream, and I've never said it out loud before. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Yeah. Um, just because. Where did that up, come from? We play cream covers, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had a box of chocolates while we were at rehearsal. No, um, and. I think the band, what they wanted, like, because it's me and a, a bunch of Austrians. That's a better band name. Me and a bunch of Austrians. <laughs> a bunch of Austrians. There you go. <laughs> um, well, they can be your support band, but it's all still you. <laughs> like, um, like Spinal Tap. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> My Chemical Fromance is also pretty nice. My Chemical Yes, Fromance. now we're talking. Oh, Absolute hero in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Fat Panda oh, Man, Co. Yeah. Nice. My Chemical Fromance. Jeez Louise, that's good. <laughs> what about, Mo- Andy, what about your recent experience? What about Moistelica? 
Moistalica. Moistalica. No. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling that. That sounds no, okay. that sounds a bit OnlyFans. Okay. All right. It does. Oh, yeah. No, it was. I don't know about the band. <laughs> band names are band names. They're mysterious things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope the to bring more. The Fronimments I've seen here. What about the Fromitments? The like Fromitments. <laughs> That's mine. I thought that. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, if only. Ah, oh. I, I I spent part of today coming up with genuinely good talking topics i should have just come up with band names i didn't know you were in a band mate that's amazing <laughs> well i mean we've rehearsed twice now so we're pretty serious <laughs> well that's a bit that's a band <laughs> there yeah you go. yeah i love it i love it and um i hope to bring more content just because i want to share that love of music with everybody else as much as possible and hopefully one day get a gig and and you know play in front of people just to see what happens it's gonna be great I haven't done absolutely it man let's do it we should yeah, I, 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 I you you guys they're exactly the right people to talk to this by the way there should be um because there's so many of the conferences music conferences that aren't happening at the moment they're hoping to happen next year not one of them centers around a gig and this should absolutely happen and it should be like the gig it should be like the after party is the gig Hmm. Like why 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 is the why is the live music secondary to music conferences? Yeah, yeah. Oh, why is the focus yeah. on the conference? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. don't we focus on the gig, have the people at the conference gigging and then them coming backstage and just make it all part of one thing. But actually base yeah, it around something cool. Because conferences like they can have a bit of a bad rap and they can be a bit long and like they have boring sections to boring. it. A gig's all that that's the thing and then the backstage area gets even more cool because you've just it's it's got that electric it's got that electricity to it that we're all missing right now from all the live stuff yeah that's a pretty neat idea yeah i mean i'm always up for live music and and singing and playing so uh you're the one with two million subscribers you make it happen (laughs) i know i should do it probably come along and, and sponge off your success how's that (laughs) <laughs> we'll do it in Brighton. Oh, we'll do it on Brighton Beach, Fat Boy Slim style. Oh, okay. There's there's a a wormhole we we can't go down at this time of night. But yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I I may be coming to the UK to go to Birmingham Guitar Show in May. So in May, nice one. We can we can hook up or something there. That would be wonderful. Otherwise. Absolutely. Um, I'd love to have you back on the show. I'm I'm not sure about Dan. Is that good? Of course. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, uh, that pregnant pause. That pregnant pause. <laughs> no, it's always a pleasure um, to have Andy on the channel. So, much, but no. So, uh, so Birmingham's the one you'd come into at the moment. That's the one that's in your diary. It's in my diary. Uh, just after the one in Italy. Just after the one uh, before the one in you know no. It sounds more cosmopolitan than it is. <laughs> Italy, yeah. Birmingham. Look, it's it's all good. I presume. Yeah, I, I'd love to, but um, I'm up for making more music. So so let's do it at some point. Let's let's make that um, conference with a rock concert happen. I don't know why not. Let's do it, man. I'll 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 see what I can do. I've put it out into the ether now. It's a thing. Good. It's in the universe. Sweet. Um, Dan, would you please ask people to leave us a five-star review? Thank you. 
Of course. Once you've uh, subscribed to Andy's channel and also hit the bell, and I'm referring to Andy Crowley, which is Andy's guitar, make sure to also check out Andy's piano. And then if you still have a couple minutes left, take your smartphone and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or leave a comment below this video here on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Oh. Well, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful. We should do it again. Absolutely. People in the chat, Absolutely. you've been brilliant. Uh, people listening uh, on the audio version, hello. We love you as well. And um, we'll be back very soon. I hope you all feel inspired and full of energy to go and pick up a guitar right now because that's pretty much what I'm going to do. Sweet. Good, goodbye. Goodbye. And get well, Boba. <laughs> oh.